Hello, welcome to another episode of The High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. Ryan, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yourself? I'm doing wonderful. Good. Well, we've got our crop nutrients team in the uh, podcast room today, so we're going to talk everything crop nutrients at Premier Ag. We've got Jeff Jarrett and Scott Sharp, so thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here. And we're going to start off with a question of the day. Question of the day. Yep. If... You were going to be in the Olympics. Which sport would you pick to participate in? I don't know why I'm laughing already. <laughs> the thought because of us being in the Olympics. Look at us. <laughs> what are you talking about? All right. <laughs> Jeff, why don't you go first? Bobsled. Bobsled. Oh. Okay. All right. Didn't they make a movie about the uh, Jamaican bobsled team? I, I was going to try out for their team. <laughs> All right. No way you're fast enough to be in. That does seem like that would be the least. I'm just going to ride. You have to run beside it to get it started. Oh. They can't take off one guy in it. You don't have to run that far, though. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'd love to watch that. (laughs) Scott, what do you have? It'd have to be curling because that seems like that would be the least amount of work you would have to do in an Olympic (laughs) sport. You could also hold something in your left hand while you were. Yeah, see, you could drink beer and do that. (laughs) Because isn't that the definition of a sport? (laughs) Something you can do while you're drinking beer. (laughs) Uh, So classy. Classy. Am I I next? Yes, that'd be awesome. All right, well, (laughs) like Scott, I think I would. I think I'd do croquet. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Croquet. I'm pretty sure Is that's that an about Olympic my sport. Would I have said it if it weren't? Maybe. <laughs> no. No. You'd have like little white pants, little white shoes on, a whole bit. I don't, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, I think that's more. I think that's sort of my speed. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> Based on the cans I've seen in the side ditch around your house. What? <laughs> no, we're not going to go down that path. So, I don't know. It'd have to be something low, low, uh, low impact or energy. To, oh, what's that thing with a ribbon where they run around with a ribbon? I could do that. Don't they do the dance or something? That you should cool. know the name of the sport you're going to be All right, participating. Bowling. Is that one? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that I'm still trying to get this mental image of Sal running around with a ribbon dancing? Right. I just I just hope I he was on camera image. when he demonstrated what he might be doing. I can so. dance. I got look like wow. Caddyshack. Wow. Like wow. Caddyshack yeah. with the gopher. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, Jeff, you picked the bobsled and the luge. That's just basically the bobsled except it's just Bob. <laughs> there's, there's no luge. <laughs> just one Bob. <laughs> I thought about losing split. I was afraid somebody would ask me to spell it. <laughs> you didn't want any part of that. I huh? can spell bobsled. Bobsled, you're good with that. Huh? All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, that, that failed miserably like I anticipated it probably would. So, And Scott's out of – now Scott's headphones don't work. So, All right. Say what you want to say about Scott quickly. <laughs> How did that happen? Apparently, I moved around too. Mismanagement. <laughs> he was practicing the... His the, curling. Yeah, the curling. 
<laughs> and we're back <laughs> after a small break and technical difficulties because Scott can't manage his headphones. Well, if we cared more, we so, would edit all that out, but we're not going I'd to. I'd say leave it in. Yeah. Sure. We might make an Olympic <laughs> sport out of that. Man, please do, because I'd like to hear what you said about me. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. We got will... Scott in a soundproof room. All right. Get it out of your system. Scott will be in the comments. You guys are jerks. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Well, anyway, we're off the Olympic sport thing, but I yeah. did look up obscure Olympic sports. Do you know poodle clipping? <laughs> oh, that's what it is not. Wow. I don't know. I think you can oh. trust everything on the internet. It's what it said. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. But Cheerleading is going to be an Olympic sport. So there you go. You could be a cheerleader. Is it really? It is. Hmm. I think Sal with one of those ribbons would have been like an extreme sport, right? Wouldn't that be extreme? Good sitting down. <laughs> That's not good. Okay, fertilizer. <laughs> tell us what, That's tell not, us what that you know. It's not an Olympic sport. Oh, it's not. It's not. No, but it is a game of fortitude, mental fortitude. Not for the weak. Yeah, it's not. That's true. Okay. Tell us what you know. You have notes. <laughs> That's you just a, showed up. That is a so great. We've got, you we've got one with notes, one with nothing. <laughs> So the one with notes, go ahead and go, and then you can just shake your head if you agree. <laughs> Chime in. Uh, well, I, I was just afraid you guys were going to fact check me, so I thought I'd better bring some notes along. Sal and I? <laughs> we're just glad when people agree to be on here. <laughs> they can't disprove anything we say. No. <laughs> that is true. No. Now, after the fact, maybe, but certainly not today. Right. right we'll revisit I've just this. never heard that lead in. Fertilizer, go. <laughs> <laughs> and now, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Fertilizer. We've got some. Would you? Would you rather do weed control? <laughs> I mean, we're throwing it out there. Hybrid seed selection. <laughs> I mean, I thought you came prepared to talk about fertilizer. So, in the beginning, what, what do you want to know? Right. In well, the beginning, what would you like to know? How well are we positioned? What are prices going to do? How the world events affecting them? And something you can't answer yes to. <laughs> you know, uh, we are well positioned. Um, I think the I think our audience would like to hear that uh, we have seen some resets in these fertilizer prices. Um, you know, from where we've been the last couple of years, so we're starting to see things uh, come back. Uh, we've seen some good resets on nitrogen, uh, potash, uh, phosphate. We still got some. You know, we still got some uh, issues going on in the phosphate market. Uh, but I think the, the biggest thing that uh, we're seeing this summer is we came out of spring and we, we have drained the system. So yeah. I mean, we ran out of urea. Uh, <laughs> we were trucking urea in from Wilmington, North Carolina and Alabama. Alabama, yep. Um, the whole river system was out of urea as we finished up. So we did some some unnatural things to get urea trucked in to finish out. But uh, that's... Um, you know, this summer that's that's causing some uh, you know logistical issues as we start to fill back up and we see some resets on price and we saw urea reset nicely on price but then everybody figured out we didn't have any and then as the buying demand started and we started to see those prices run back up so we've got some uh, some um, some things that are affecting it uh, mostly due to uh, this emptying the system and having to reload so but um, that's kind of the start you got. Yeah, and I mean, in the reset, I mean, you're looking. Uh, I mean, we got to where we 
we were kind of numb to paying a dollar a pound in for nitrogen. And, you know, here we've got some, uh, we had some fill uh, UAN for folks that had storage. And, I mean, they were getting that sub 50 cents. Um, wow. So, I mean, you know, you're talking about nitrogen costs going in a half, uh, at least currently now. Urea is kind of the outlier as far as, I mean, ammonia and uh, UAN kind of followed that suit. Urea, yeah. It's, and urea yeah. is fickle. I mean, it could be up $200 over the next two months, and then it could be down 250 you know. So it's kind of hard to compare it. I did look up a UAN this summer reset about $200 less per ton than what it was a year ago. Just kind of put it in perspective. So, um, And urea, you know, we're seeing this run up in urea that's, that's basically being driven by some of the global things that are going on. So the international market's uh, driving that up. And while we don't have any real nearby demand, it's, you know, the demand that we have in the U.S. is for that upper upper Midwest and the Plains area where they're, you know, they're trying to reload with uh, with urea and buy urea to get get barges up the river before the river closes. So you, you get into oh, wow. the second week of, of October and the Mississippi will close the barge traffic as far as barges being able to leave New Orleans and travel up to like the cities, Minneapolis, you know, um, that area because they won't by the time they, they get up there it'll be so close, cold get up there and right. get back before they get iced in so ah. that's uh so we call that river close which usually happens there around that second week of october give or take well know, and a lot of times they're wanting to also get the empties back yeah you gotta get you the know. empties out of there and and uh so that's that's and, and you don't want your boat trapped up there so that's um so river close is coming uh that drives the the upper part of the Midwest and the Plains area to buy urea. So they're in, they're in there trying to buy in this market. So that's added some demand to some pretty strong uh, world pricing. So we're, we've seen this urea market go up. So now the what we'll do is we'll sit here and wait for river close, and we'll see if this market will soften back down before we take a position on urea. Hmm. Never really think about that down here. I mean, we're the Ohio. Never Ohio's open year round. Yeah. So. Different story when you get to the upper Midwest or upper Mississippi. Is that the same every year? We, we wait for the upper Mississippi to close, and then we start with yeah, our field program? Not, not, not always. Not uh, always. Sometimes we screw up and don't wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> that doesn't end well, does it? Scott? No, no, no. But we, but we were successful we know. We've seen making it sure it didn't go any higher. True. Because that's, that's when we bought it. Right, that's so, when you bought it. Yeah, sure. so we knew it wasn't going to go any higher. Yeah. Some people like to set the floor. Scott and I, we set the ceiling. There you go. Oh, well, at least everybody else knows. And I think if you can't do some good deeds for other people, then what's your that's life all about? I mean, what's absolutely. your life for? Well, if we hadn't got in when we did, who knows what we would have paid, right? right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, well. Think of the taxes we've Look at the justification <laughs> we just yeah. made on the... You can't talk about record write downs until you buy it at the top, <laughs> right, Scott? Stop. <laughs> this, this is going on the internet. <laughs> oh, sorry, Sal. All of a sudden, Sal's going to be a straight guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> you make the rules for the for the rest of it. <laughs> Where was we? Oh, the Upper Mississippi. We were freezing a river. Yep. Yeah. So that that's one of the things that takes place. You know that. Um, you know, especially impacts the urea market so yeah other than that it's kind of boring to talk about the river close so there's no river problems right now depth wise it's i wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that yeah okay. um, I mean, so we're, we're back to we're back to a depth issue then i mean we are probably as low as about as low as we were a year ago really um and 
you know, the, uh, and we've got some rains, which is good, but you know, we, a lot of the U.S. is in drought too. And so uh, not, not near the, we're not getting the runoff that we typically would get this time of year. So we're, we're solving some of the problems, but we're not solving all of it. Um, um, so yeah, if, uh, we don't get significant rain over the next couple of months, we could be similar to position we were in this time last year. We've got some barges. Last year. We've got some barges on the river right now coming up and, uh, just last few days watching the barge updates. I get a daily report on where those, how those barges are tracking and we, we've got good movement right now. These they're, they're coming up pretty good. What concerns me and the reason why we made some of the buying decisions we did was to get those barges rolling in July and August. Yeah. You know, we keep staying dry. You get into September, uh, the first of October, and, you, and that river gets lower. You know, they'll they'll continue to reduce the size and the draft on those barges. Um, so that you know, the size of the tow, how many barges they put on a on a uh, tow boat, and then the draft. So they'll start loading them light. <clears throat> so that's uh, so we made some decisions to hurry up and get things rolling in July and August. Uh, so we've got. Um, you know, barges coming up the river right now, and they're and they're moving pretty good. So you told us when this happened before that they actually had a single, like one lane. Right. They'd have yeah, to the north in the morning. You know, north during the day, south hours. at night. Wow. Whatever, so, yeah. But we're not to that point. No. You know, they were talking about doing that down in the Memphis. I, I should. Oh, really? I should have. Uh, I should have looked that up. But uh, they were they were talk, talking about going to one lane down at uh, in the Memphis area. I didn't realize it was that dry. Yeah, and and, and you know. It could be, you know, just uh, gets dry, or you get a channel that needs dredged or something. So there's there's different things that have impact that. But uh, I've not heard anything of late. And from looking at these barge reports, um, looks like they're moving pretty good. In fact, um, I think we're getting ready to push north of Memphis on some of those. So here in the next day or so, I'll be able to tell. Wow. How many miles they get a day? You'll see about a hundred, hundred and ten. And right now, I think our supply is good. I mean, the phosphates are probably the most concerning right now. Um, you know, we ended the season empty. I mean, literally, terminals empty and empty for weeks. If <laughs> for not, miles around. <laughs> yes. And so, um, you know, the um, – so we're not starting – potash, on the other hand, we had plenty of potash at the end of the season. And so uh, we're just starting with zero. So, you know, we got to – not only do we have to get all of the demand here, we got to get some, some cushion too. And so uh, – it, and you know uh, they're, it's slowly getting here, but uh, the, we seem to get some some phosphates in the area. Um, there's already some suppliers are. I mean, they're done with MAP. MAP's carrying a huge premium to to DAP right now. Typically, you call that ten bucks. Right? Yeah, it's fifty to seventy. Wow. <laughs> For whatever reason. Yeah, that's um, this this phosphate issue. Uh, you know, so you got. Map, they're you know they're essentially sold out of map. Now you've got guys that normally don't use DAP. Now they're having to buy DAP. That's making it tight for guys like us that use DAP. And uh, and, and this this problem is not going to go away because I think the we've got the countervailing duties on phosphates. So those uh, which is basically a tariff that's been placed against the Moroccans, which is the largest producer of phosphates in the world. Um, and then you've got uh, the Russians. They they are adjusting the tariff rates, you know, so the Moroccans, their rate is going to go down. That's part of the reason why I have notes because I can't remember these numbers. But um, so the Moroccans, um, they had a, a basically an essentially a 20% tariff on phosphates coming to the U.S. They're going to lower that, hopefully, this next month um, to 14.5%. The Russians, um, one of the Russian producers, Eurochem, had a 47% duty 
and um, Foss Agro only had a 9% duty, but they're raising Foss Agro's to like 53%. So again, 50% pretty much says we don't want you to. We don't want it. We have no Russian tons of phosphate going to come to the U.S. And that's because of the Ukraine? Is that? That, No. No. This this came from, you know, Mosaic, who's a domestic producer. You know, they brought the case against. That's right. uh, So uh, basically brought a a dumping case against um, the Moroccans and and the Russians. And and they want it so mission accomplished. Yeah, just makes it uh, makes it tough to get enough phosphates here. To um, we don't see the prices run up and stuff. So that's uh, so hopefully um, we'll uh, get enough here. And when the prices get high enough, then the Moroccans can still come and pay the duty and still make money. But right now, there's other places to go in the world. We're paying a premium to the rest of the world to try to get phosphates here. So that's uh, that drives our cost up. Thanks. CF. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the countervailing duties. If you can't tell, no, that doesn't sound good for us. So I, I, I don't. You know, it, it was an election year when they got them through. The problem is they last for five years. And I think they run through 2026. Sounds right. Next when they run out. So we're going to have tight phosphate supplies for the next few years, hmm. and we can't produce as much here. You know the. The ore that we had here in the U.S. is starting to play out, so we don't in Florida, Florida, and uh, you know the uh, Carolinas. They still mine some, but they're like I said, it's it's playing out. We don't have the they can't you know get the yields and stuff they used to, you know to from the um, which also impacts us on phos acid, which goes into a lot of um, a lot of the uh, liquid fertilizers. You know the ten thirty four O's and stuff of the world eleven thirty seven O's. So is that why the ten thirty four O quality got so bad? I mean. 20, 30 years ago, it was, it was such a different-looking product, and then it seemed like in the last decade, it just the quality just went terrible. Yeah, you know, I don't, I, we haven't really had any quality issues. Um, is it, um, are we using a higher grade of phos acid that we used to? No. We're, we're getting no. a lower grade. I mean, you know, as long as they're making Coca-Cola, the uh-huh. So it's going, that's going to, they're going to get, oh, get the food, food use, and it's also, I think you've seen a lot more um, consumption of, Inferral starters, which are going to get the higher grade phos acid, and so hmm. um, you know, and it's it, the product that they make is fine. It just heat degrades it, and that's when it starts to get that slimy. Just start plugging screens and, and orifices and stuff. So I mean, the, the product is fine. It just doesn't store worth a darn. Yeah. Once it gets hot through the summer, yeah, it, you're going to have it's, it's just going to going to have problems. So what's all this mean for fall fertilizer versus spring? It sounds like if I'm a grower, it sounds like supply is going to be a big issue for 24. Is that not necessarily? Or I, you know, I think um, I think we're the system's empty. We're working to get things back up. River's still flowing. There's some concerns we want. I mean, like I said, we're 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 making efforts to get product in sooner rather than later. So we don't we don't want to wait for. Um, barges to show up in the middle of October, you know, just in time to go to the field with it. So we want we want to get things in early, just so we don't have problems. I mean, just thinking ahead, you know, if it doesn't start raining, we're going to have you know low river to deal with. But I think um, with the system being empty, we we've got stuff bought; it's coming, so we should be good for for fall. Um, you know, on a P and K standpoint, uh, we don't have a lot of demand for urea right now. Um, there's plenty of time to to get urea. Um, you know, caught back up supply-wise. So, you know, usually the fourth quarter of the year is usually a big import season for urea. Um, that's why I think uh, 
Right now we see the prices running up. We're going to hold off, wait, get through river close, see what the vessel lineup is coming in for the fourth quarter, and then I think we'll see a we'll see a reset on urea. Um, I just uh, I just don't think this this price ran up too quick on some different things happening around the world. I don't think it's going to hold. So what else is happening around the world? I mean, obviously we've talked about Ukraine. I mean, it just comes up all the time. But other other issues that are coming up? Yeah, I think the um, you know the the Russia Ukraine thing is is it's always going to be there. I think it's something we got to we got to watch. Um, still, uh, you know, we've got some the countervailing duties on phosphate that basically takes Russia out of play on phosphate has nothing to do with the war, but. You know there are other company, you know, countries out there that are self-sanctioning Russia. So, you know, the the German, court of public opinion. Yeah, the 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 Germans uh, won't do business with with Russia. Um, so you've got some German-owned fertilizer companies in the U.S. that operate in you know the, what we would call the like the distribution channel. They're not really producers, and they will not bring Russian product to the U.S. So that's that takes out a source hmm. of. Uh, UAN and phosphates, mm-hmm. and um, so there's there's self-sanctioning going on from some countries that impacts the fertilizer world. So, you know, and those you know, Russia is still going to produce product, and it's still going to go to certain countries. If it doesn't come to the U.S., I mean, but what it does is it changes the trade flows. So we we kind of get set into we kind of know, hey, we got this product coming from this country. It always comes to the U.S., but. When something disrupts that, like the Russia-Ukraine war and getting, you know, countries that are sanctioning Russia or, you know, kind of self-sanctioning them, then that changes that trade flow. And then we have to adjust. It's like, well, we weren't used to doing that. Now we'll do this. But those are just things that um, and it, and it takes time keep, sometimes. And it works keep prices elevated. I'm mean, not saying outlandish, but there was a reason it was, the flows were going the way they were, right? Sure. That freight made sense and so, so on and so forth. So anytime you... Uh, have vessels that are crossing paths going to different places. I mean, there's there's inefficiencies happening, and that's reflected in price. Um, the only other thing I think globally that uh, you know we avoided a, a rail strike in Canada, yeah. which is where potash comes from, and so our some of our potash, uh, large majority for the um, U.S. and so that that could be a real issue. I mean, because that that's green. That's I mean, it yeah, just puts. It's a hurt on things. Is that fixed for years, or is that temporary? Or I, we don't. I know. understand it's temporary, but I, yeah, I think it's uh, the band aid. They've they've got it patched for now. Stay tuned. We'll see. But that's um, it. They, you know, we had a pretty big glut of potash, so we've had some mines shut down. He talked about that strike there. It was in Vancouver. That's where they. That's where Campitex, which is the Canadian potash marketing cartel, that's. That's where they export their tons that go to the rest of the world. So that was uh, that that could have been a big deal, and uh, but they they got that put to bed for now. Um, I think the other thing that uh, we see on potash, and this was uh, talked to one of the Russian um, potash producers, their vessel size coming to the U.S. has been they, they haven't been able to bring Panamax vessels in, which are you know on, well on potash they're probably probably 70,000 tons to be able to bring smaller ones in like, you know, uh, 35,000. So, and their vessel freight has been, you know, I can remember back trading when, you know, vessel freight was as low as depending on where you were going, 10 to 40 bucks. They've been paying $124 freight to bring a vessel over to the U S which is just unheard of. But because of the smaller vessels, 
I think they've had to go to smaller vessels. I'm assuming it has something to do with the, coming out of the Black Sea and and the war. What they're navigating. Yeah, they didn't. You know, they didn't give me a lot of uh, information on why. They, they didn't really know all the reasons. But um, so that's that's been kind of interesting to hear that. Uh, you know, they still got potash coming, but it's it's taken them twice as long to get it here because they're, they're bringing basically half size vessels. So wow. So there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go on in the world that that impact us here at the farm gate and we didn't used to know about that stuff i mean you know if if it impacted you it was like well it'd be the next season now just as soon as one of those things happens you know our prices are up that same day oh yeah you know it's uh so there you know that's it's kind of interesting you you try to try to keep your ear to the ground um you try to we have a mix of people we buy from, whether they're domestic producers, you know, domestic distributors, you know, uh, foreign producers. You know, we you want to be friends with everybody in today's market because you just never know what's going to happen. And and uh, so far, it's been working for us. I think so. We we feel blessed. We got a good supply. Uh, I think we've got a you know we're in a position where we can keep our farmers you know competitive with uh, with the rest of the world. So I think we're we're in good shape going forward. Coming off of last year, whenever you all were <clears throat> trucking fertilizer from such distances, and the farmer never knew it. I mean, no. the fertilizer was still in the bins, we're still loading out, still running, and you all were scrambling. That's <laughs> fun. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my so gosh. <laughs> so, um, we're going to timestamp this third week of August ish. So, we're, we're coming up on harvest. Um, Recommendations as far as what's going on as far as price wise goes. I mean, business as usual for fall fertilizer. I mean, there's oh, yeah. a lot of benefit to that, but obviously, no, I it mean, is. there's not, I mean, we're going to experience lower prices than we did a year ago at this time. Um, grain prices are down some. I was going to say, you usually do a value to, to a right. bushel of, of corn, and I mean, it's still, that's that is a value. Um, and I have not done that. Um, we haven't come out with our pricing just yet. Right. But um, you know, I no, I I see nothing that says, boy, I shouldn't. I should wait till spring, even though I'm a fall fertilizer guy. Um, no, I would go. Yeah, normal practice is yes. still normal practice. So, yeah, okay. would it work the other way? I mean, if you're normally a spring guy, would you? It sounds like there's so many global events. I mean, it just sounds well, like I possession mean, is so much. I would say most years, yes. Uh, last year, hell no. Yeah. I mean, the guy that. Didn't do anything till he was ready to go to the field, paid the least amount for his peeing for, for all his fertilizer. And uh, so, you know, I, um, I think you have a business plan, you know, stick yeah. to that plan. Um, you know, uh, I mean, there, there's certainly events that make you change the way you do things, right? You know, but uh, I don't see any of that right now. Um, you know, I think if I was a spring guy and I had the opportunity to put it on in the fall, I would because it's done. Yeah. You know, and uh, um, if it doesn't rain, you know, and we do have river issues or supply issues, it's done. Well, there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, just because if we do have river issues and we've got a good, we're blessed with a good-looking crop so far here in southern Indiana. Um, we know how how fast the, the channel gets plugged with corn. And um, if, if we do go to single lanes again or, or draft uh, limitations, like you said, Having your fertilizer on the ground in the fall is a good is a good day. Yeah, because you got to remember, grain barge is going south. Fertilizer is the backhaul to get that empty barge back north. So that's uh, 
it's you know we are a function of the hmm. of the grain. It's the gra- grain is the primary. Grain is the primary. Yeah, yeah that's the primary. Yeah. We're the backhaul. Yeah. All right. I don't have anything else, Ryan. Got other other points on liquids or any of that? You know, I think the I think the I hate to hate to say it out loud and go on record, but it's almost like we could get back to see kind of the normal market fundamentals take place. Um, we came out. Do you remember here. what those are? <laughs> After last year, uh, <laughs> uh, you, you took the fundamentals and do the exact opposite, which right. made no it made no sense. Yeah, I mean, we we saw urea go down all spring with short At supply. At the same time, we were short supply, and we we kept telling everybody we're going to run out of urea, but you know, price was going down. Nobody wants to buy when the price is going down, and eventually we ran out of urea. Then we had to start scrambling her <laughs> to find it again. From a fundamental total opposite standpoint, it's like they, it shouldn't happen that way, but it did. So, huh. but now it seems like we're back uh, more normal as whatever. I don't don't ask me to define normal. <laughs> so it's the average of five screwed up years is that what normal is? No, <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> yeah, it appears the fundamentals, though, to your point, are you know this happens, this should happen, and, and it seems to be following those that that train of thought. So it does have that feeling? Yeah. Oh, good. This is, at least helps you plan and manage and make decisions. I think the last time you guys were on, we talked about the word fundamental that we used to use. It sounds smart. <laughs> no, <laughs> kind, of, kind of the opposite of that now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, we look like geniuses this past year. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Right. I don't have anything else, though. So. Well, you know what? We had supply. So thank you for all you do. I mean, I know you guys make it look easy. We don't get to see uh, everything. But one thing we know is that you make sure the buildings are full. And uh, we can still run, and that's that's a that is a major undertaking. So that's all we got, Jeff Scott. Thank you very much for thank you. joining us, Ryan. Anything else? I don't. That's right. another episode of the High Ground, powered by Premier Companies. Please like and subscribe.